Thanks for tuning in to the For Love of the Game podcast, where we uncover the most cherished stories of America's favorite pastime. Woven into the DNA of our country are tales from our backyards and sandlots, summer leagues to the big leagues. Every fan has a personal connection, a memory, resonating in each of us. It takes us on a journey to a time long forgotten, or a moment in our youth. That first time we heard the crack of the bat, the roar of the crowd, the smell of the fresh cut grass. And these cherished recollections sit there in the back of our minds beckoning us back to the game that we know and love, our reason to come back home, our reason for our love of the game. So today we are joined by the peanut butter and jelly spreading, chicken tender eating, steak grilling king, number seven, Mr. Chris Borak himself. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. For those of you who might not know, Chris and I played college ball together for four years, and we actually roomed together for, what, about six years, right? Six or seven, something like that. Yeah, yeah so we've, uh, we, we've been together through the uh, good, good, the bad, and the ugly, so to say, but more, definitely more, more good. Um, so, Chris, you grew up uh, in Lansdale, PA, and just a, a short drive from Philly. Um, yeah. So where did your love of the game come from? Who introduced you to, to baseball? I think originally it had to have been my dad. Um, he was more like a basketball guy growing up, but he played a bunch of different sports. Um, but I definitely got my athleticism from him, I'd say. Um, I'd say I love to watch the Phillies. That was my thing. I was allowed to stay up till maybe like 9 o'clock. I'd get to see them start at 7, turn on CSN, get to see uh, Jimmy Rollins out there, Chase Utley, get to see all these guys playing. Um, that's where my love really grew. It probably started. We actually lived even closer to Philadelphia when I was even younger. Okay. Um, back in, it was like Elkins park area, which is maybe only like 20 minutes from getting down into the, the city, the city. Um, but yeah, down there I had my old little glove. I had a little Fisher T. There's plenty of videos of me hitting, lifting off of that thing. <laughs> the classic. Um, learned how to throw my cutter there at the age of three. Um, probably pegged my dad and the dog a couple too many times on accident. But I, I feel bad for my dad actually going back to him. He, uh, I was the little kid that would beg him four times a day. That was, I think that was like my average to play catch with me outside. It was raining. Still wanted to play catch. Still wanted to go. No, oh, I, yeah. and I think now just, just looking back on it and, and being, you know, uh, an adult, or at least trying to adult, to have so much more respect and appreciation for for what our parents did, you know, Absolutely. realizing how tired they must have been after work, and here we were, the the annoying kids who, like you said, <laughs> always always wanted to play, always wanted to have a catch, or wanted you know dad to to throw to you. Um, so it's just, you have uh, brothers. That was a nice thing for you. I'm sure they helped you out. I did have two brothers. Yeah, they. Uh, Needless to say, it took me a while, um, I think, to gain their respect before I could actually play with play with the big boys, though. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was it was great just having them. One is role models that I could learn from, but two just just watch and uh, yeah, just just grow up watching. Um, I think we were we were constantly at at the ballpark, so that's that's definitely where where it all started for me. Um, but uh, but yeah, so getting back to to the Phillies, you said you're about you know only only 20 minutes away from there. 
Who were your favorite players growing up? Chase Utley was always always a favorite, but um, Jimmy Rollins too. Uh, my favorite thing I used to do when I was actually playing, like shortstop was my home for me, and I always used to try to emulate his move up the middle. Let the ball get a little behind, a little spin move, and fire to first, and I had no idea how he did it. Like my dad would take me, and we'd go, and we'd put my little uh, bag up at first in a bucket, and I would try to peg it doing that every time from shortstop. I wasn't very good, but, you know, gave it a shot. Well, well, uh, I hope the kids out there are listening because it, it might have not looked too pretty back then, but it, it sure paid off dividends for you, especially when we got to college. I know I, I can see you making this play vi- vividly in my mind, and one that, that comes to uh, at the top of my mind was back uh, senior year um, in the MAC championships when we were playing to sales. Uh, I had come into to relief um and we were we were trying to force the uh the if necessary game uh for the championship yet again which uh we'll, we'll get into that later but uh there there's just a sharp ground ball up the middle and of course i was in great fielding position coach you know, egbert was probably uh pissed Jimmy! But, uh, <laughs> um no and then there there goes i was like did sure a base hit right up the middle but then here comes chris rolling to his left getting the ball spinning and making the throw to first. And, you know, I, I don't even remember. Did you get the guy out? Yeah, we got him out. Miles Westrich uh, with the pick over at first base, thankfully. That's right. Without but breaking I, I... any bones. Good. <laughs> My, oh, that poor guy. <laughs> you were the cause. You were the cause of a few uh, hand injuries on the team. By <laughs> accident. I didn't mean to. Not, and it, not, not for that uh, – not for the cutter, but uh, just <laughs> little errant throws at times. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but no, like I said, I think that uh, that practicing paid off well for you. Oh, yeah. um, and I, I have another one for you, actually. Okay, Jim Tomey. Really? Yeah, I was. That's why I always had twenty five. I remember I was. It was like a practice for a local team. It was Montgomery. I don't even know the name of them. But there was a guy there, and we were picking our numbers in a circle, and he said 25, and I said, no, I want 25. <laughs> and he said, I think, I could be wrong on this, Paul Canerco was his reasoning. I don't know if that's right. But I was like, oh, well, I want Jim Tomey. And we played rock, paper, scissors, shoot, and I was 25 for a while after that. And you got it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that um... – Unfortunately, uh, Jim Tomey's power didn't translate. To, <laughs> to Not even a little bit. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe back in the day, I think he said he used to hit bombs back in Little League. But uh, I won the home run derby for Little League. You had to hit is... it out of the infield. <laughs> and I didn't hit it much further even about 10 years later in college. I was so going to say, that, w- that was hard to believe. But uh... <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. Um, so fast forward to college ball. Um, like I said, you, you were, you were a shortstop, uh, you played third base, second base sometimes. And then, uh, we won't mention your stint out in, <laughs> out in the outfield. That was, oh, oh man. I cringe every time I think of that. It hurts. So, <laughs> so obviously, you know, you, you would have, an, and you did play wherever coach put you. But uh, you just felt, I guess, most at home at short. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I I was comfortable there. The game came to me easily there. 
Third base, second base, close, but just nothing's the same as shortstop. Yeah. No, and that, that I think that was a, obviously a natural fit for you, just being being one of the leaders on the team out there. It's it's such a critical position, um, and uh, you, you definitely did that well. And, and uh, one thing I will say, um, Chris has some of the quickest hands, and he's definitely – I don't even know if this is a word, but one of the best taggers um, – that that I ever played with, I think it gives Javier Baez a run for his for oh, his I love money. It. I admire him, and it just I think <laughs> I think Al's uh, percentage of caught stealing definitely uh, increased a good ten percent with with how quickly you could apply the tag. I knew I could get away with. I mean, I remember back uh, we played Eastern. I got a buddy over there. Um, he tried to steal second base. Al throws one, one hops me. I just you just got to. Play it off like you hit him right away. Everything's real quick. Never even tug him. Wasn't even close, I don't <laughs> think. And umpire rings him up. He's like, are you kidding me? Like, oh, I just you just got to sell it. I mean, it's, it wouldn't work as it. well now with the uh, replay. With the replay. But, yeah, man, it's all, it's, all, it's all in the acting. That's it's what gotta, it is. Got to be a performer out there sometimes. Got to sell it. That's right. So, um, you know, being that you got to play college ball and have a career that lasts, you know, longer than the average, uh, the average player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you have uh, a few memories that come to mind, but w- what are some, some of maybe w- one of your, your favorite memories um, from playing baseball, playing baseball in general, not even just college. Well, I guess college Growing up, whatever, something that kind of sticks in your mind. Well, one, I'll go to high school for one. Uh, it's my senior year. We're playing a scrimmage uh, to start the season. I think we're up by 10-plus runs. And I go to tag a kid at second base, hear a little pop, and just sat there and wait. I knew I broke my thumb. So I sat out most of my senior year for high school, which really hurt because I had guys from Misericordia come to check me out and things like that. So – um, eventually towards the end of the season, we were getting at that point where I was getting close to where I could just get the cast off. So I think it was maybe a week earlier than I was supposed to. <laughs> I had my dad take garden shears to the cast and we got <laughs> it off. Uh, it's amazing how weak your arm gets in that time. So I could not swing at that. It was, I tried once and it was kind of not painful, but it was very uncomfortable. I definitely wouldn't have any power. So <laughs> Um, I come back in a game, I think it was one of our last uh, division games there, and uh, they put me in a shortstop because I was one of the better fielders there. And actually, that's where the tagging comes in. Our, we throw a guy out at second base, put a quick tag on him, and it was like I was back to normal already. However, then he got a hit. So, <laughs> so I came in with a runner on first, nobody out, and I think we were either in the last inning or in extras, and... I was laying down a bunt regardless, even if there wasn't someone on. So I put a bunt down. They throw the ball away, and we did not have any fence back there. So we were just running for days. And I, like, I technically hit the walk-off with a little crappy dinky bunt <laughs> down the third baseline. So that's wow. one of my favorite, I guess, younger memories. But if we're that's... going to college, go on. No, that's that's pretty legendary. And props to your dad, who being oh, yeah. the professional physical therapist – <laughs> even even allowed that to happen. He he knew I was okay, and now that I'm kind of from that perspective, I was all right. I just had to be smart. 
Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a big deal. But if we're going to college, it's tough to really pick one. I mean, there's just every single year I think of how different each championship was and how there were so many different things you had to battle through both personally and as a team throughout the season. So, like, you think of our first year, for our class specifically, we were – a bunch of freshmen were just learning the game. Like we're all tinier than the other guys there. I was like 140 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> Kyle Lindsay might've been 120. Like, and then we're out there. We're both playing, finding a way to just kind of get through and make a difference. And like, you see other guys stepping up and trying to like find their way in. And then you go to your sophomore year where all of our seniors, like a huge class, one of the best classes Mr. Corey's ever had, they all graduate. And like now it's up to us to kind of take over the reins. We had some guys that were juniors, now seniors that were big, but like we could tell it was more our time. So you go through that and then you go into your junior year for me, like my senior year, my favorite memory I'll say, I'll say from senior year outside of winning the uh, Mac there is I was just starting physical therapy school and we have to do cadavers. So I think we were playing, I think we were playing either Manhattanville or Eastern. It might have been Eastern. I went from being in these disgusting clothes and working on a deceased person um, <laughs> to learn anatomy to being on the field hitting leadoff in a matter of like 25 to 30 minutes. Like I literally ran out of the place. I ran to the locker room, got changed. Didn't get to go through the full stretch and throw. I literally just get out there, throw, and then go on the field to play. And, like, I get on first base in my first at-bat. And I, like, told the guy at first, I was like, yeah, I was just working with dead people, like, 20 <laughs> minutes ago. Like, what? <laughs> like, you probably shouldn't smell me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think too many people would be able to relate to that one. <laughs> no, that, that's a personal favorite. But, uh, yeah. That's Any you can think awesome. of? Oh, man. Um that's a good question. I mean, we just being on the team uh, f- for all four years, um, that there are so many that that come to mind on the field, off the field. You know, just being part of uh, that winning culture. It was just, it was just also special and to do it. Yeah. You know, not once, not twice, not three times, but four times. You know, winning the championship. It's uh, it was pretty special. And the funny thing you learn is that, uh, especially like anyone younger listening out there still playing, like it's not the game as much that you remember. It's all the little things behind the scenes. It's like hanging out in the locker room after a win or just kind of the feeling of being with your guys and getting through something of like coaches trying to torture you with this, running this and doing that. <laughs> and you guys all make it through together and you're just like passed out on the couch afterwards. Like, that's the memories that come to mind just as much as on the field. Yeah, and, I, and I'd have to agree with that because, you know, I, I knew, you know, you were going to be on here and I was trying to think of, of some of the games and I'm just like, they all they all kind of blend together, but mm-hmm. it was more of, like you were saying, the, the moments in, in the locker room, in the weight room, riding the bus. Um, I will say, for anyone who does want to win championships – Championship weekend before the game, you have to go to IHOP. Yes, that, that is the key to win. You have to walk down a road that doesn't look the safest in the world. No sidewalk. No sidewalk. Uh, car is going about 60. 
and you have to find a way to cross it and get to IHOP if you want to win, right. that is. That's right. The breakfast of champions. <laughs> yes. Don't forget that one. <laughs> but uh, so here we go. We got last couple of questions here for you. All right. If you could go back in time and watch any, any one player, who would it be? Hmm. See, I have an interesting answer for this one because, like, usually you'd think of, oh, I'd like to watch, like, Hank Aaron. I'd like, like to watch Babe Ruth, Ted Williams, that kind of thing. I would love to watch Mike Trout play at a high school level. Really? I would love to see that because, like, just the, this guy is an absolute – like, I've seen some videos of him just hitting absolute missiles off a kid and just leading this team to the win every time. Like, he's, he's just above everybody else when he's on that field. He's, he's strong. He's fast. And, like, I would just stand there in awe if I was playing him. That, that, is, that is a very interesting answer. I was, was not expecting that. But how, how about old-timers? Do you got any, any old-timers you might want to see? Old-timers. It's hard to think back now, but, like – I guess from a far away perspective, and it would have been different at the time compared to my, like our perspective nowadays, but like the whole Jackie Robinson thing unraveling, like you watch 42, it would have been interesting to see, like, obviously then they didn't see that behind the scenes stuff. You saw all the hate and things like that, but to see him just kind of go out there and literally get yelled at by all these people of like, just hate that wasn't, didn't have any like logic or reason and see him just kind of fight through that and just still play the game regardless. Like, I feel like that would have been something interesting looking back on now to, to see. And he was an infielder. I would have loved to see that. Play yeah. a little bit everywhere, but. Watch him steal home. Yeah, like that kind of thing. That would have been awesome. Yeah, I mean, imagine just the, the excitement that he brought to the game and mm-hmm. just the, the pure joy to, to a whole group of people. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it's just amazing hearing the stories, what, what he went through. I mean, he couldn't even – I mean – you remember how, how close-knit our team was, yeah. and Jackie wasn't even, in some instances, able to stay in the same hotel room or yeah. eat at the same restaurants. Yeah. And, like, I, I, can't even, I can't even imagine that. Yeah. So and that's, that, like, the fun stuff you remember, like we said. And, like, he missed out on that, and he still, like, fought through it with a purpose, with, like, he wanted to play the game because he loved it type of thing and breaking barriers. So yeah. that would have been yeah. something cool. Yeah, definitely. I like that. That's a good answer. Yeah. All right, so we're, we're here. The, uh, the extra inning question. The baseball genie has granted you one wish. You get to have one baseball superpower. What would it be? Oh, boy. Let's see. I have to think on that one. Uh, well, I think the first one I would go with would be uh, <laughs> to never let the sales win another MAC championship ever again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think we, uh, <laughs> I think we were already granted that. One. I, we may have already been given that one. As long as we're there, uh, that would be the one. But for me personally, and this one kind of hurts because uh, back in college, never got to hit a home run. Thought I hit one at Eastern where the fence is like maybe 300 down the line. Yeah, it only went like 290 if I'm lucky. But <laughs> just to be able to hit a home run that I know is gone, that I can just like, just no doubt relax watch it go walk around the bases just the power to do that like if i would have hit one it would have been the most interesting thing because coach egbert <laughs> would have probably punched me because i would have watched the entire thing even after it landed i would have just been like looking out there and he would have been happy 
I think the whole the whole dugout probably just would have uh, <laughs> up and left. It would, it would have been pure silence. <laughs> it would have been incredible. Yeah, forget the silent treatment. We just game over. Oh my god, that would been great. What's your superpower, Jim? Well, I was thinking about this, and you know, I, I would have uh, loved to have broken ninety at least once, but uh, I would have to say to have a rubber arm and just be able to pitch every single day. Uh, I, I actually just got re- done reading the story about Satchel Page, and he used to literally pitch three innings for one team, drive two hours away, and then you know pitch another three innings, and just consistently overpowering these guys. I just think that would be awesome to know that every day you'd, you'd have a chance to to come in and pitch and and uh, just be at a hundred percent. I think that would be pretty cool. So the dream is being Ryan Dorosh during championship weekend. Essentially. <laughs> That's it. No, no one you're going to have to, no one your number is going to get called on every single day. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, now I got a question for you. This is my extra inning question. Oh boy. If you could think of one moment that defined your either, it doesn't have to be, we'll say career, I guess your baseball career, whether it was, Uh, overcoming something whether it was uh, like a specific outing or anything like that do you have one that comes to mind first of all well i got i mean there's a few that that pop into to my head um you know the the, i'm gonna go with two because one you talk about freshman year and just kind of finding your role in in mac championships um (laughs) You know, coach always preaches, you be ready to play. You never know when your time's going to, you know, called, be called to, to go in. Mm-hmm. And uh, so another um, semifinals to force the, the if necessary game, coach goes to me, if he gets a second base, you're going in. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Here we go. The, big, the biggest moment of my college career so far. And uh, – ends up get on second base before I head out there Gargon goes to me you're the tying run you don't matter don't get picked off <laughs> so I go out there you know kind of I, I was I gotta be honest I was, I was nervous well, I um, you know I hadn't played all playoffs and then here you are in the in the semifinal and uh I'm out there I get a gigantic lead which I I had no idea what I was doing and then the kid doesn't up and over and I flinched like I'm headed to third and <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? So I, I get back to second and then my heart's racing at this, at this point. And so I get, I get another lead and then the kid tries to jump pick me back and I just beat the throw back. Um, and then I was like, all right, th- this can't happen a third time. So, you know, here I am trying to remember, you know, all, all the things that a coach teaches you, get your good secondary. So, um, I take two gigantic hops off a second and then the, the kid throws home and then the catcher tries to back pick me. And I, I only had one choice at that point and I had to take off for third and I'm in the back of my, I'm trying to run as fast as I could. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. And I don't see the ball come. I don't see the ball come and I, and I slide and I get there. And then I just look up at coach and <laughs> he looks down at me and he just goes, 
they teach that shit in Bath? <laughs> so relieved, and then looking over at the dugout, and the guys are just going going nuts. And uh, I'm just so relieved that it didn't get picked off. I think uh, the seniors w- would have had uh, oh. would have killed me. That would have ended ended the run, the streak. I was gonna um, say you missed Andrew Tr- Andrew Tressa in the dugout. He would have apps. I remember him vividly during this entire thing. He would have ran out there and killed you before you even got back. <laughs> yeah, I would have had a lot of people to answer to after that one. But yeah. uh, but no, we ended up ended up uh, scoring on a sack fly to tie the game. Then we ended up winning that game. Then of course um, crushing them in in the championship game surprise, and then keep, keeping the streak alive. So. That, that's probably one people don't remember um, too much, but uh, that one definitely was one of the highlights uh, yeah. of of the college career. Uh, a thousand uh, stolen base percentage. So <laughs> can't take that one away from me. It's better yeah. than someone who tried to steal third base before the pitcher ever actually <laughs> lifted his leg. That would be me. And that, that was freshman year, though, right? We're still learning. Yeah, it was like 10 degrees out. My brain doesn't work then, so we'll go with that. that. Well, that was right after you almost hit your home run, I think. Uh, I, I did hit one in the gap that was maybe within 30 feet, which is close for me. So, Yeah, so you're, you're still uh, reeling from that one. Yeah, exactly. I was still on the high of that one. Plus, it was like 10 degrees out that day. <laughs> Baseball in the Northeast, you never, yeah. you never get used to it. It's but. tough up here. Yeah, it just adds the extra element of uh, mental toughness you got to get through. Oh, yeah. Breed them tough. That's right. That's right, especially at Misericordia, D3 Absolutely. powerhouse. But, well, Chris, man, it's uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you, going down uh, memory lane a little bit here. It's been great. Uh, yeah, man, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. I like being on. up today's conversation if you enjoyed this episode please give our podcast a like and share it with your friends and if you have a baseball related story to tell that you would like to have featured on the show drop us a line in the comments or you can send a direct message to our facebook page thanks again for tuning in and until next time i'm jim tunison and this is for love of the game